0: And this headline is possibly stemming from Walmart's recent success, I might add. Target has introduced a new brand, Dealworthy, with a lowercase d, that is meant to feature low prices on Everyday Basics. According to a press release on PR Newswire, Dealworthy is designed to give consumers incredible value on nearly 400 Everyday Basics. The Dealworthy assortment spans apparel and accessories, essentials and beauty, electronics and home items. Starting at less than a dollar, and with most products priced under $10, the prices on deal-worthy items are among the lowest guests will find across Target's assortment. The first deal-worthy products will arrive in February in stores and on Target.com, and new products will continue to be introduced throughout 2024 and early 2025, including power cords, undergarments, socks, laundry detergent, dish soap, and more. A coda corpia of delights. And Joanna, we're going to go back to you. Is deal worthy, noteworthy, pun very much intended?
1: Pun intended, appreciated this early morning. Um, I think it's watchworthy. Um, watchworthy. I think it's watchworthy. I think it's, it's really, you know, interesting. I think once again, you know we're seeing the impact of the the economic climate and and how retailers are are really forecasting that this this trend is going to go forward for a longer cycle. And so, you know, retailers are recognizing that they have to tailor and adjust the assortments that they're offering accordingly. Now, for Target, you know, they're not um they're no stranger to owned brands, right? They have I think about a portfolio of about 45 Um, of their own brands, So it makes sense for them to go after a real value segment, which does seem to be, you know, taking great value on uh, potentially Mm. head on. Um, It also seems to really try and be be taking a bit of share from, you know, dollar store dollar general Um, As well, where they might be able to attract some new customers with these really, really compelling price points and or offer customers who already love their experience, but maybe a little pinched, you know, to trade down within their own stores. Um, I think what's what's interesting and noteworthy about how they're doing this compared to, you know, 2018 when they launched Smartly and they tried, you know, yes. their hand at, you know, a real value play there, um, you know, that had sort of a confusing positioning statement um, and a really weak assortment. Smartly launched with 70 products. They came out of the gate and said, Dealworthy is going to have 400. So right. they're learning, I think, from, you know, kind of what flopped in that. And, and trying to bring this in. The last thing I think of note is very interesting to me is the timing and the fact that they've announced this a week after announcing the relaunch of Up and Up, uh, which is of course their everyday essentials brand. And mm-hmm. so while the prices of that are a little bit higher, it looks like they're really trying to capture you know a pretty significant end of that, that value spectrum with both Dealworthy and the Up and Up revamp.
0: So you think it's a blatant play to go after the dollar store business and and to to shore up the shore up the defenses against Walmart in the in the low price traffic here, then that's essentially what this is. This is that that type of move, Joanna?
1: I think that yes. They're they're definitely trying to to capture the the sharp value end. You know our um, the ANM CRG kind of consumer sentiment survey that we put out at the end of last year told us mm. all around. You know consumer spending is is definitely shifting back to basics, back to essentials. That's where consumers are willing to open the wallet. Um, And we're also seeing um, that, you know, increased prices continue to be the barrier to spend. So as retailers are trying to grapple with that, having an assortment directly um, addressing some sharp price points that they did not have a brand in their 45 brand portfolio to do seems to be trying to take that on and and react to consumer sentiment.
0: So net net, do you like this move?
1: do I like it? Sure. Yeah. I, I don't, right. you know, I think that Target has tried to play in a lot of different spaces. And I think yeah. they found, I mean, 30, 30 billion in revenue in their private brand stable is is nothing to sneeze at. I think they know what they're doing. Yeah. and um And the fact like that they're going business. after no frills basics mm-hmm. makes sense to me if they mm-hmm. were going to launch another one.
0: All right, Cassie, let's let you in on this one. What do you think? Do you, do you, do you like this move? What else would you add here?
2: I mean, overall, I agree with everything that Joanna says. But, I mean, in my mind, though, is it, you know, a Hail Mary to get these customers back? We, you know, we're seeing the dollar format is actually seeing people, new customers there and then turn into repeat customers. So those are often customers that we've seen, you know, maybe that cannot afford to go into even the up and up brand at Target as, the, mm-hmm. you know, their basics. And so is this their play to get them back and get them back in stores? And everyone loves that targeted venture of maybe adding one more thing in your cart. So um, I think it's, you know, a necessary play if they need to do it. Is it going to to work out? And are they going to be able to win these customers back potentially? Uh, I guess time will tell. Uh, I do think that, you know, it will be interesting to some of the customers that haven't been able to have had to kind of trade down more to the dollar format to get into that, you know, those everyday essentials. Um, I just think it's a little bit confusing to the the customers who maybe are seeing before up and up as their, you know, lowest brand and now they're going, oh, we're cutting under into something else. If you are an up and up customer, do you trade down now? Um, so I think there might be a bit of confusion at the beginning, um, but I think, you know, it was potentially a necessary play.
0: Yeah, because I think the one thing that people don't always understand, too, is the overlap between the Walmart and the Target customer, particularly, and then by default, probably the Dollar General customer, too, is very significant, you know, and, and looking at Walmart's announcements that we just talked about and how they're having success, there, there's probably a real factor going on there in, in that regard. So, so Ann, what do you think, though? You've been sitting, sitting on the sidelines here for a little bit. What do you think? Do you agree with, with these two, or do you want to add anything else?
3: I think it makes sense. And I understand the strategy of giving a Mm -hmm. good, better, best option for people like Cassie and Joanna are talking about to bring people in like fine. If you want to do the deal worthy for paper plates, household cleaning items, et cetera, but where I don't like this is in apparel, especially I think apparel Mm -hmm. is a terrible place to be doing this because you already have products with the universal thread line, you know? uh, wild fable. Like you're already doing tank tops for $8, $5, whatever it might be. And that feels still like the target of target. And I think that with taking this into other categories, I'd even argue like some electronics and home items do not need to be included in the deal worthy. I wouldn't go 400 SKUs. I think I would keep it at just bring the, bring the price point down then for the universal thread tank top to $5 versus, you know, putting a new label on it that doesn't, that feels diminished and doesn't feel good. I think Target's ownership in the market is that you expect more, pay less. You have a premium brand for things. And I just think that this is cutting, you're cutting it down to a level that doesn't need to be there. I feel like I'm getting a nicer product for at, you know, a nicer tank top at Target than I do at Walmart. And I, I think that that's, that's going to be a big miss Mm. here, but Joanna I mean I defer to you too you're the you're the apparel expert here but maybe I'm off
1: I think, I think you're onto something in terms of the the categories and what they didn't say in the announcement is how many of the 400 are playing in which categories. It's also, they gave themselves plenty of time to roll out, right? They said, this is going to happen throughout 24 and into 25. So we're not going to see a huge drop. I think if they're rolling it out wisely, they're going to start in categories and that you're talking about where people are a little less brand loyal, Mm -hmm. quite price sensitive, and and they're going to see the response response there. Um, they also, though, did make a point to say that deal worthy is part of their overall umbrella around, you know, the one year guarantee. Mm-hmm. So it does seem like they're trying for whatever they put out there in apparel, oh. that they're saying the quality is still going to be something, you know, that you expect, but yeah. they've got a lot of very affordable apparel. And I feel the same way about it when I when I shop their apparel lines. Yeah, that you mentioned.
0: yeah. Real quick. I mean, like that's, I, those last two points, I think are really important because, you know, you talked about it, you talk about a merchant architecture, right? Like there's good, better, best. This is OPP good, better, best. That's where they're Mm -hmm. positioning. This is, is the opening price point. It's really, and Joanna, you said at the outset, it's really a smartly rebrand. They're just bolstering the rebrand. They're trying to rebrand that category and they're trying to make it more expansive in terms of what they're trying to go after here. And, and the part that I agree with Ann on too, is like, I don't like, I don't like the branding of it. Like the, The the overt deal branding play doesn't feel very target to me because by calling something deal worthy, especially in apparel, you're basically saying like, this is what's deal worthy. Anything else is not, which Mm -hmm. doesn't make a ton of sense to me. So um, it's not a position that I think you want to be playing in or shoring up because then you're driving people to OPP in the long run and that's not good for you either. So short term play could be could be dangerous, you know, here as things go forward. So I don't know.
3: All right. Well, we'll we listen to the conversation we've been having already. So much robust discussion here, and so I guess it is noteworthy. <laughs> yes.